0: Start playing, it's too quiet. Well, good morning, everybody. We are glad you're here. If you're glad to be here, give us a honk, amen. Thank you for coming out today. I love it. Brother Ken's gonna come lead us. I'd tell you to stand, but I don't want you to. Stay in your car. Let's all sing together. Brother Ken, come on.
1: Try to pick out a few uh, Easter songs that we would know. We'll do Glory to His Name. We'll do that first and last verse of Glory to His Name this morning.
0: Everybody sing out, even in your car.
1: Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where from cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was a blood applied, glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name there to my heart was a blood applied glory to his name come to this fountain so rich and sweet cast thy poor soul at the savior's feet plunge into day and be made complete glory to his name glory to his name glory to his name there to my heart was a blood applied
0: glory to his name amen, amen. thank you brother ken i appreciate that uh, we're so glad to see everybody this morning we will open up in a word of prayer in just a couple of minutes let me give you two or three prayer requests updates continue to pray for sister rivers smith I had put out on our call system about her fall. She's got a fractured rib, uh, but it could have been much worse. So pray for Mrs. Smith, if you would. Continue to pray for Kimberly Durham as well. Uh, she's recuperating in a long-term care facility. And, of course, Sister Mary Barton and the Barton family and the homegoing of Brother Paul I uh, had the privilege of doing his uh, graveside service two days ago. But pray for Miss Mary. And let's remember services today. Happy Resurrection Day. Let's all pray together. Lord, we love you today, and we're so glad to be here together with our church family. Thank you for those that are with us this morning. And Lord, those that are joining by way of live stream, we thank you for them. Lord, we're so grateful for the opportunity to be able to come to this uh, uh, precious holy ground today and have this drive-in service. Thank you for those that worked this morning to get it all set up, for those that made their way in. And Lord, to all of our family and friends that are gathered together, Lord, I pray that you would just bless us today, bless the singing, bless the preaching. May it all uplift the precious name of Jesus. In his name we pray, Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's do Because He Loved Me. You pray for the trio this morning. We got a couple of special songs for you. And if it blesses your heart, you let them know. Come on, guys.
1: called Calvary Jesus my Lord suffered for me carried the cross all the way my sins to atone then they nailed him to the cross great was the pain and the loss he suffered in all Because he loved me, because he loved me, my Savior died, on the cross was
2: crucified, no greater love by mortal man has ever been known.
1: Oh, praise his name, he loves me so, Now I am his, he's mine, I know. He suffered it all because he loved me. Then they carried him away, placed him in a lowly grave. Surely they thought that this would be the end of this man. But on that third and glorious day, God came and rolled the stone away. He rose from the dead because he loved me. Because he loved me, he, my Savior died on the cross, was crucified.
2: No greater love by mortal man. Ever been known. Oh, praise is your name. He loves me so now I am
1: his, he's mine. I know he suffered it all because he loved me. Savior
2: died on the cross was crucified no greater love by mortal man has ever been known oh praise me so now i am his
1: he's mine i know he suffered it all because he loved me oh praise his dear name he loves me so now i am his he's mine i know he suffered
2: it all
0: Toot them horns one more time. Amen. I love it. I love it. All right, as most of you know our uh, several of our ladies have been working tirelessly the last couple of weeks uh to make masks for our local health care providers and community workers and then they've been sending those all over the country up to new york mississippi louisiana uh, i want to stop a moment and say again how much i appreciate the work that these ladies are doing uh, the tireless hours that they're putting in thank you for those that have donated material i think we have enough of that for right now uh But thank you so much, and I want to let everyone know that uh, at the end of the service today, if you don't have masks, we've got some bagged ones ready for you. Uh, We'll bring them to your car to make sure that you've got them. As you go out into public, you know that the CDC has put out that recommendation uh, that if you're out in public, you wear that mask. So we've got these made for you. If you need them, if you've got them, no worries. But if you don't, uh, we'll bring them to your car at the end of service. All right, Brother Ken, let's have another congregation song to sing this morning. All right, we'll do at the cross this morning. It's
1: at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. We'll do that first and last verse, at the cross. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I At the cross, at the cross Where I first saw the light And the burden of my heart Rode away It was there by faith I received Let's do the last verse for the kid and now Let's I do the last verse together but drops of grief Can ne'er repay The debt of love I owe give myself away tis all that i can do at the cross at the cross where i first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away it was there by faith i received my sight and now I am happy
0: all the day. Amen. Thank you so much. Come on, get ready to sing one more song this morning. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Mark chapter number 16 or whatever phone you got if you're on your phone. Mark chapter 16 is where we'll be looking this morning. I've asked the trio specifically to do this song. I love it. This is a normal choir song. And as I've put out the last couple of Sundays, the thing I think I miss most Other than fellowshipping with all of you, it's good choir singing. So you listen to this song. I hope it blesses your heart. This is called The Last Blood.
3: His followers they are in mourning for in the tomb their Savior lies but, but at
2: the grave something is happening as death screams The son is coming home, and there he comes, and he's got the blood that he shed on Calvary. And the father says, Well done, my. the blood!
0: Enjoy that, let them know. Give them another horn tooth there. Amen. Amen. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Bibles this morning, Mark chapter number 16, if you would. Mark chapter 16. I'll remind you also to be praying for Brianna Coger's family in the home going of her grandmother. I was talking to uh, Miss Mary Barton and uh, her family on uh, two days ago. Uh, on Friday and of course uh, they were only could 10 could be there including me so only nine family members uh, were able to be there at the graveside service up in Floyd and uh, I couldn't help but think how challenging it is this right now for families to have to mourn the loss of a loved one the difficulties that families are experiencing when a loved one passes away because, of course, during that time is when we all come together. That's when we let friends and family know how much we love them. Uh, and we hug up on them and kiss them and they bring them food and all that kind of stuff. None of which we can do right now. But as I shared with the family on that, uh, that, that, that hillside up in Floyd County, there is soon coming a day when we won't have to worry about none of that nonsense. Uh, that we'll all be together and won't have to say goodbye ever again. Mark chapter number 16 is where we'll be looking this morning. Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 this morning. Mark 16. And when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sp- sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? When they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. He saith unto them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. They went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for a few moments that we have today to talk once again about the greatest story that's ever been told. Lord, I'm so thankful for for the opportunity just to remind ourselves in the middle of the crazy, difficult hour in which we find ourselves that the old message is still the same. The grave has lost its victory, for the tomb is empty, and Jesus is alive and well. Bless the preaching on this resurrection day. Lord, again, thank you for those that are joining us here in the parking lot or those who are joining us through the means of technology. We say again thank you for the opportunity that we have to reach the world with the message of Jesus Christ. In His name we pray, amen. If there is anything that the last several weeks have taught us, it is the simple reality that everything can change in just one day. It is the simple reality that everything can be turned on its head in just one day. We all recognize that. The world that we're living in right now, the country, the commonwealth, our community, looks radically different than it did just two months ago. We understand that a pink slip, a death notice, a phone call can change everything and turn the world upside down in just one day. Typically, when we talk about everything changing in one day, it has a negative context. We seem to think about, understandably so, how everything can go from good to bad in just one day. But may I say to you folks, the opposite is true as well. You see, if we go back in time 2,000 years, Saturday after crucifixion was one of the worst days in human history. The Saturday after crucifixion for the followers of Christ could not have been worse Their Messiah, the one that they loved, the one that they'd followed, was buried in an old borrowed tomb. On Saturday, everything that the disciples had worked for was over. On Saturday, it seemed as if the grave had won. But may I say to you, everything can change in just one day. For what was Saturday the worst day becomes Sunday the best day. What was Saturday, the day when everything was dark, becomes Sunday when the sun rose at sunrise. On Saturday, what was the world turned dark and bleak, became Sunday as everything birthed again for Jesus was alive and well. I want to take just a few moments this morning and give you a message that I'm simply calling Everything Can Change in Just One Day. Everything can change in just one day three things I'll share with you this morning. Notice that this chapter of Mark, your last chapter reminds us that on this Sunday morning there was a ministry of love. There was a ministry of love. The first 3 verses tell us that several women came to minister to the body of Christ. In fact, if you look at verse number 1, we'll read it again. It says and when the sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome had brought sweet spices that they may come and anoint him. You see, their desire of these women was very clear. These are the same women who just uh, a couple of days prior were there at the cross as the one they loved had been crucified. These are the same women that stood and watched the bleeding body of Jesus uh, as it dripped its life-giving blood from an old rugged cross. At sundown on Friday would dawn the Passover, so these women by law were required to retreat to their homes and spend the day in prayer and rest. But then perhaps on Saturday evening as 6 o'clock dawned and the Passover was over, the Sabbath was over, these ladies would find their way perhaps to the market where they would go and purchase sweet-smelling spices, that they might anoint the body of Christ to prevent further decomposition, that they might anoint the body of the one that they love so much in this last final act that they could give to this one that they love so dearly. I'm reminded for all of us, folks, that if we love the Lord, we're going to want to do something for Him. These ladies were doing what they could, uh, taking the bird that was in their hand, being reminded uh, that what talents, what skills they had, uh, they could use for the Lord. I will tell you, this week and last week, as I would walk into the sanctuary and see these precious ladies uh, sewing these masks, it reminded me uh, that little is much when God is in it. It reminded me that whatever we've got, whatever we're doing, uh, we can do it for the cause of Christ uh, when we recognize uh, that little is much when God is in it. Their desire quickly becomes their doubts. Verse number 3 tells us that there were a couple of things that these ladies were afraid of. Scripture says, they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone they were right to be worried about this this stone weighing greater than a thousand pounds placed against the tomb with the rut hollowed out so that it could be rolled in front of it there was no way these ladies could roll away that stone there was no way that they could handle the roman guards that were stationed uh, by the grave. These women uh, were filled uh, with sorrow, grief, and fear. Understand, folks, uh, that they were not going looking for a living Lord. They were going looking for a corpse. As these ladies made their way to anoint the body of Christ, they were there looking for a corpse. Let me pause a moment and tell you, as simply as I know how, The issue is these ladies were still living in Saturday. These ladies uh, were still living with the mindset that it was all over, uh, that the Lord was dead, uh, that there was no hope, uh, that there was no possibility. Uh, The problem uh, is that they were living in Saturday. Can I pause a moment and say far too many folks still live in Saturday today? They don't recognize the fact uh, that they're spiritually walking around dead in trespasses and sin, uh, that spiritually uh, they're as dead as dead can be. Uh, But may I say to you, for those of us that know the Lord, uh, we've graduated from Saturday to Sunday, uh, for we recognize that everything can change in just one day. Their desire, their doubts, it was a ministry of love. Not only was it a ministry of love, I submit to you, it was a ministry of life. It was a ministry of life. Verse number 4 tells us four words at the very beginning. And when they looked. And when they looked. I'm reading between the lines here. But I believe that when they looked, they feared the worst. They did not know that an angel had come. They did not know that the stone had been removed for them. They did not know that the guards had fallen as dead men. They did not know that everything they needed was already taken care of. They did not realize that there would be somebody there who was prepared to preach the first Easter sunrise service. They didn't realize that the very first Sunday morning message uh, was about to be preached, uh, and it would be preached by none other than an angel of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. The ladies did not know that the first Easter message was about to be preached uh, by an angel uh, there at the tomb. What did he say? Scripture tells us that he had a message of peace. For verse number 6, again... Says he saith unto them, be not affrighted. Be not affrighted. We might say this morning that be not affrighted means uh, don't fear, Uh, but may I say to you the word affrighted literally means to be overwhelmed with terror. Doesn't just mean to be not afraid, but that word affrighted means overwhelmed with terror. In other words, uh, that, that angel uh, recognizing the fear in these ladies' faces, uh, that angel uh, recognizing uh, that these ladies were spiritually still living in Saturday, uh, looked at them uh, and said, Yesterday was scary. Friday was scary. Saturday was scary. But he said, Today is Sunday, uh, and what a difference one day can make. Don't be afraid. For not only... Did he have a message of peace? He also had a message of power. He had a message of power. If you'll notice the second clause of verse number six from chapter 16, he saith unto them, Be not afraid of the next clause, says, You seek, or ye seek Jesus of Nazareth. And notice this, this is important, which was crucified. Which was crucified. That may seem like it's a given, but you hear me this morning. One of the lies that would be told to excuse away the absence of the body of Christ would be that Jesus really didn't die. One of the lies that would be permeated, and in fact, some 2,000 years later, is still told today that Jesus actually didn't die on the cross. And it was as if the angel was saying, get ready, you're going to hear some stupid stuff. Get ready. To quote 21st century language, it was almost as if the the angel was saying, get ready, you're about to hear some fake news. Get ready, because some of the things you're about to hear are not going to make a lick of sense. But he said to them, Jesus was crucified. Can I pause a moment and say, that matters. For it was the act of crucifixion uh, that makes the way to heaven for you and me. You see, blood had to be shed. Scripture tells us without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Uh, Thank God for the tomb, uh, but the tomb uh, had a pathway from the cross. uh, From the manger uh, to the cross uh, to the grave, Uh, Jesus had to walk every step. Understand this morning uh, that as these ladies came, uh, they, they really uh, did see him die. They were the ones who were there. Uh, they were the ones who watched it. Uh, they were the ones uh, who, uh, who tears streamed down their face. Uh, they were the ones who saw uh, him bleed, literally, uh, his life's giving blood. On Friday, their hearts were broken. On Friday, their world was over. On Saturday, as they celebrated the Sabbath, the Passover, uh, things got no better. But on Sunday, friend, everything changed. On Sunday, uh, what had been death, hell, and the grave, uh, what had been the grave is victorious on Saturday, uh, became on Sunday the simple statement uh, that death, hell, and the grave uh, must bow to the power of His resurrection. On Saturday... Listen now, on Saturday, that tomb says the king is dead. On Saturday, the grave says Satan has won. But on Sunday, uh, the tomb says the king is alive, uh, and death, hell, and the grave have been defeated. Everything can change in just one day. It was a message of peace. It was a message of power. But it was also a message with proof. A message with proof. Again, Mark 16, verse number 6, the last clause says, He is risen. Amen, they agree. He is risen. He's not here. Behold the place where he lay. The angel says, if you don't believe me, come inside and see for yourself. The angel says, don't take my word for it. Step inside. By the way, can I just stop a second and tell you that the stone was rolled away, not so the Lord could get out. The stone was rolled away so that we could get in. The stone was rolled away, not because the Lord needed a way out. The stone was rolled away so that those that needed to see inside could go in and see the proof that he was indeed alive and well. What did they see when they walked inside? What they saw was the linen clothes where Jesus had been wrapped. What they saw was the folded napkin that had been placed across his face. That might not be important to you, but it's important understanding. You see, one of the other lies that would be told was that thieves had come and stolen the body of Christ. One of the lies that would be permeated and still is today is that the body was gone because thieves had somehow... Come and rolled the stone away and somehow destroyed the Roman guards and somehow snatched the body and then somehow put the stone back in front of it. You hear me? That folded napkin, those perfectly lying linen clothes were scenes of serenity, scenes of order. It wasn't a scene of chaos, it was a message to those looking in that He is not here. He is risen. Understand this morning, folks, that that empty tomb is still preaching today. On Saturday, the tomb said Jesus is dead. But on Sunday, the empty tomb says He's alive. On Saturday, that tomb says He has no power. For a dead Messiah can save no one. But on Sunday, that empty tomb says he is able to save whosoever will come to him by faith. On Saturday, that tomb says death has won. But on Saturday, that empty tomb says uh, death has lost its sting. On Saturday, the tomb says Satan is victorious. you hear me? On Sunday, the tomb says he's lost the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Number one this morning, it was a ministry of love. Number two, it was a message of life. And finally this morning, it was a mission of liberty. A mission of liberty. Notice, if you would, please, verse number seven. For these ladies are given a command. The ladies are told in verse number 7, Go your way, tell his disciples, and notice the next clause, and Peter. Go your way, tell his disciples, and Peter. You ever wonder? Why the Lord singly said and Peter? I mean, after all, wasn't Peter one of Christ's disciples? Why did the angel call him out? Why did the angel say, tell the disciples and tell Peter? Well, you know already that it was just a few hours prior that it had been Peter who had denied the Lord not once, not twice, but three different times. You know that the Peter... uh, had said, I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I'm not one of his. Peter had literally turned his back upon this Lord. And so I believe, this is Gregology, but I believe that when the angel said, tell the disciples and tell Peter that God's not mad at him. Tell the the disciples, and while you're at it, go tell Peter that he's still part of the family. Tell Peter that even though he's messed up, even though he denied him, even though he turned his back, let Peter know he's still part of the family. Can I just stop a minute and say for every one of us that have ever walked away from the Lord, for every one of us that have ever messed up, for every one of us that have ever failed, aren't you glad that when we turn our back on him, he never turns his back on us? So he said, tell the disciples... Why, yeah, go ahead and tell Peter. What are they telling him? Look, if you would, please, at the rest of the verse. That he goeth before you, even into Galilee. There you shall see him as he said unto you. In other words, the disciples are about to hear a message. The angel says to the ladies, tell the disciples and Peter, that Saturday's over and Sunday's a brand new day. Tell the disciples that the horror of the crucifixion, the horror of the burial is over. Saturday is past and Sunday is a brand new day. What had been a horrible three days now becomes a glorious new life where death had won, new life has begun. Tell them. That everything can change in just one day. Not only is there a command, but finally this morning, there is a change. Look at verse number 8, if you would, please. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher. For they trembled and were amazed. That phrase there, were amazed has the same meaning and same connotation that when the queen of Sheba saw the magnificent of Solomon's temple, uh, the life went out of her. uh, It means the same thing. It blew their minds. It means literally uh, that they were astonished uh, that they could not comprehend. Uh, May I say to you this morning, that's the power uh, of a brand new day. I say to you this morning, one day can change everything. Everything can change in just one day. One day can take the cross and turn it into the crown. One day can take sin and turn it into salvation. One day can take pain into praise. And one day can transform a sinner into a saint of God. Everything can change in just one day. If you'll know this, the last clause there says, Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Everything can change in just one day. If you've ever been born again, and I suspect you have, otherwise you wouldn't have driven up to a Sunday morning service. If you've ever been born again, you understand that one day can mean a brand new life. You understand that everything can change. In just one day. Brother Ken, I want you to come get us a song to sing this morning. While everybody is here, we're going to close out with a church family prayer time. I know you're in your cars, and I'm not, I don't want you to get out. You can't get out or they'll shut us down. But I want you, after we sing one verse, to join me in prayer for our country, for the Commonwealth of Virginia, and for our community. I'm thankful this morning uh, that God is still on the throne, that this hasn't taken him by surprise, that he knows exactly what he's doing. Brother Ken, sing us a verse this morning.
1: I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray." Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he
0: was. White Would you bow your heads with us this morning? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in that precious name of Jesus. Lord, the name at whose mention the enemies of hell itself have to bow the knee and confess that he's king of kings. Lord, I thank you this morning that everything can change in just one day. Lord, Saturday was pain. But Sunday was new life. Saturday, uh, all hope seemed gone. But on Sunday, new life had begun. Lord, I'm thankful this morning that for all of us, uh, we know that everything can change in just one day. I'm still thankful, God, that you're changing lives. I'm thankful, God, that you still recognize all hellbound sinners. And you still give them brand new life. Lord, as we said a moment ago, I pray your blessings would be upon our president of our country, the leaders of the Commonwealth of Virginia, and our local leaders as well. Lord, as they are working to make decisions uh, that are best for the citizens, I pray that you'd bless them. Lord, I pray that you'd speed this up so that we could be back into fellowship here in God's house uh, as soon as possible. Lord, we love you today. That, that, that doesn't surprise us, but what's so amazing is that you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't go anywhere yet. Two quick things. First of all, I'm so excited to announce to you that even on a drive-in service, we have two families that want to unite with our church this morning. Amen. 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 First of all, we've got Brother Mark and Jennifer Helms. Um, I told Mark when he talked to me that, that usually I like to have a conversation with people to make sure they're saved and baptized, but I felt pretty confident that he would pastored a Baptist church and he knew what he was doing. So if you're in favor of Brother Mark and Jennifer Helms uniting with our church, toot them horns. Amen. And then also Sister Ruth Brown, which is Jennifer's mother, wants to unite with our church as well. Saved and baptized. If you approve, toot them horns. Amen. I love it. Before you leave this morning, just stay put for just a moment. If you are in need of a mask or masks, we've got them bagged in things of two. I'm going to ask you to sit still. Let nobody leave yet. They're going to come around quickly. Come help me, son. Yep. They're going to come around quickly and give those. I need you to put your hand out the window, please, and we will bring masks around to you so that you've got them as you go out in the community. Put your hand out the window, and they will come around and give you a packet of masks. Stay where you are. Miss Renee, play for us for just a minute. Yeah, we will in just a minute. In the back, back in the back, Jesse. Jesse, we got in the back as well. James, in the very back, if you'll get some more, and take them back there, please. James, right behind you, behind you. Okay, right there, right there. All right, two more minutes and you can go. Hold on one second. Stay there, Mr. Knight. I want to give you one more announcement just before you go. I want to say a special thank you to all the folks who've continued to support our church. I will tell you that I was candidly a little worried about our missionaries. And whether or not we would get the support to come in to support them. But I am so thrilled to tell you that last Sunday we had the largest missions offering we've had in three years. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. If you, I know some folks have already said they've got their offering today. Um, we've got a bucket or that basket either one. If you've got something that you want to... I, I'm not legally allowed to pass this around. You can't go from car to car, but if there's something you want to put in, uh, if you will just put your hand out the window, we will quickly come get it and turn that into Brother Scott, and then we'll let you go. So, Renee, real quickly, play for us. If not, no worries. Uh, But if there's something you want to give, some folks have already said they've got offering they want to donate, we are allowed to come around. We're just not allowed to pass the plate. James in the back. Folks, thank you all so much for being here. If you enjoyed the day, give us a tune of them horns one more time. All right. Listen carefully just before you go now. Everybody can't pull out at the same time. So be smart about it. We're going to stand over here and wave at you while you go. We love you, Father. Thank you for the good services today. Bless our church. Thank you for those that made it happen. Lord, continue to be with us now in Christ's name. Amen.